All right, this evening, you might notice we have a extra large youth group uh, this evening. It's going to be larger from now on because today about 22 seventh, graded, seventh graders joined the group, and uh, we expect it to uh, be a little larger from now on. But they've had a big day. They've uh, spent the lunch hour together eating together. They spent all afternoon uh, doing things together and playing mostly, I think. Uh, tonight, following service, they, they and their parents are going to have another get-together. Looks like an excellent uh, meal next door has been prepared, so they're having a good day. Uh, since this is kind of their special day, I mentioned this morning that I would talk tonight specifically to the seventh graders, and the rest of you folks can listen if you want, but uh, we're going to kind of talk to the, the seventh graders. Uh, I told them I'd have a special sermon, uh, and it is entitled, What is a Youth Group? What is a Youth Group? Uh, and I'm doing that just in case that you 7th graders have no idea what you're doing. Now, I know that's a far-fetched concept, that 7th graders have no idea what they're doing, uh, but we're going to talk about it anyway. All the parents of 7th graders are back there just grinning and laughing. The rest of you think, what's he talking about? So, <laughs> all right. What's a youth group? Uh, today's schedule is an indication of some things that happened in the youth group. You ate together and you played together and you're uh, doing lots of things all day to, to, uh, today. Uh, a youth group is not defined in the Bible. Nothing in here about a youth group. Uh, I told Toby that occasionally. There's nothing in here about a youth minister. You know, he says there's nothing in here about a pulpit minister. So, <laughs> But the Bible doesn't say what a youth group is. So let me define it for you. My definition of a youth group is it's a church with age restrictions. Think about that a little while. Uh, there is a universal body of Christ, the church universal. And then there are places like Northside, which we call the church. And all local congregations, all Northsides or Eastsides or Westsides or whatever we call them, all of them are churches with geographical limitations. Well, they're in an area. They're, they're in an area that's close enough that people can drive to, and they become part of that piece of the universal church. Well, within that church with boundaries, with uh, uh, geographical, physical boundaries, within that there is, I think, a church with age restrictions, a youth group. And like I say, this is just the way I think about it and the way I hope uh, our 7th graders and our other youth group folks come to think about it. The reason I say that is that a, a youth group really has all the features of a church. Now, not to the ultimate degree. They don't have elders and, and all of that. But they have everything else that the church has. They've got all levels of maturity. 
within the church here, within the universal church, we've got the very, very babes in Christ and very, very mature saints. Within a youth group, there's all levels of maturity. There's all levels of ability. There are leaders and followers. It's the way it is in the church, the way it is in the universal church. It's the way it is in a youth group. Uh, within a youth group, there are active members and inactive members. There's some that, that do everything all the time, anytime, and there's some that we don't see much of. It's the way it is in the church. Uh, there are visitors to this church with age restrictions. Some of you may invite friends or there will be new families come to Northside that uh, are investigating the youth group. Uh, and those visitors will be made to feel welcome or not welcome. It's the way it works in the church. the way it works in a youth group. Uh, there's fellowship, there's special activities, there's uh, worship and devotional times. So all of those things put together make me want to think of a youth group as a church with age restrictions. Now, if we accept that definition and begin to think about your church here, and I don't want you to start calling it your church or the teen church or anything else, because I want you to think of yourself as part of the bigger picture. But uh, if you do think, start thinking about the youth group that way, uh, the second thing I want to point out is that membership in any group has some benefits and some responsibilities. When people come to become a part of Northside, uh, the elders meet with them and talk about that. But they've already seen the benefits. That's why they want to be a member of Northside. But the elders talk to them about some of their responsibilities. And I preach about their responsibilities to be a part of this church. Well, same thing in a youth group. Uh, there are lots of benefits. There are some responsibilities. Uh, Ephesians 5.30 says Christians are members of his body. Uh, that's a benefit, but it brings with it the responsibility, like it talks about in Romans 12.5, that we're members of one another. Okay? When we're in a group, any group, we get some benefits, but there's some things we got to do. We're here to help others, to do things like that. Now, uh, one thing about the youth group that's a little bit different is it's, it's optional in some ways. You don't have to participate in it. We have people uh, at Northside, not many, but there are some that come occasionally and they're between 7th grade and 12th grade and they don't consider themselves a part of the youth group. Uh, they, don't, they don't participate. They don't do anything of like that. So uh, they don't really have any relationships, they don't have any responsibilities, they don't get any of the benefits either. But if you're part of it, then thinking about that benefit-responsibility thing is kind of important, I think. Okay, so benefits, responsibilities, a small church with age restrictions. Now, the next thing I want you to think about is the goal of being in a youth group. The goal of being in a church, the goal of being a part of the body of Christ, is to mature. 
We've talked about that before. If it was all about salvation and getting to heaven, we'd just go to heaven as soon as we were baptized. He'd just take us right up, but he doesn't. He leaves us here to grow up. Uh, to grow up and all the things that come along with maturing, having an influence on other people and making the world a better place, being salt and light and all of that. That's the same goal of a youth group. Now, you learn that more and more as you go through, and that's why I'm talking to seventh graders. That may not have entered your head yet. You may be at the spot, it's kind of like growing up as a human. Uh, babies think everything's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Babies think everything is about them. And they just want to be entertained all the time and fed all the time and played with all the time. Now, that's what they want. That's all they know. That's, that's the best they can do. Um, and so when you come into the youth group, you may be kind of at that level. You may have been watching the youth group and seeing all the fun things and, and all the good times that they have, and there are a lot of those. Uh, there's retreats and lock-ins and uh, camp and Colorado and pizza parties and float trips and they go to Six Flags. And, man, you can list a lot of fun things they do. Yeah. Well, at one level, you can think, okay, that's what the youth group is. And that's okay, the first few steps in a youth group as you begin to mature, and all of those are okay. I mean, as long as they got a scriptural purpose, what they do, they get you together, they get you acquainted, uh, it's good to relax, it's good to enjoy life, uh, so all of those things are fine. Uh, they introduce other people, they're a good place to invite friends to come, a lot of good stuff about that, but that's just the starting, that's just the baby steps of understanding what a youth group does. As you begin to mature, you'll get to a another step where, maybe a toddler or something, uh, where you start to figure out it's not all about fun. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fun 100% of the time. Sometimes i got to get serious. Sometimes I've got some things to do. That's part of those responsibilities I was talking about. Uh, when you get into school, and as a young child, you figure out, well, I got to study sometimes. I don't get to play all the time anymore. As you get further up in school, you say, whoa, now I got homework. I got to bring stuff home and work on it. And you, you start maturing and figuring all that. Same thing in a youth group. Uh, it's a lot of fun part of the time, but they're serious times. There's times when you study, there's times when you enter into a worship period, when you have a devotional time, and you've got to learn to separate those. And that's a problem. When you don't learn to separate those, we've got problems. You've got problems. Toby has problems. And Toby does a great job of teaching young people to separate those. Uh, this is not the only church I've been to in my life. I've been to other places. I've seen other youth groups. And this is the best one I've ever seen. You know? There's others that don't know quite how to separate that. They're in here where it's time to be serious and study and worship and all that, and they think it's still fun time. And they haven't figured that out. 
Well, Toby does a great job of teaching that somehow. I don't know how he does it. I don't know if he uses electric shock or what, but somehow uh, he gets you guys to understand that, and you do great. Yeah, it's hard. I rarely, rarely, rarely have any distraction from the youth group up here. Uh, it happens about once a year, maybe, maybe less. I can't remember one in the last year, but uh, it does happen rarely. And while we're talking about it, I'll just tell you what my policy is. Uh, my expectation is that you listen. I mean, you don't have to hang on every word and take notes in a huge notebook or anything, but uh, just give the appearance of paying attention. Uh, don't distract me. Yeah. Uh, if I get distracted, which takes a lot, it takes a repeated talking or looking at each other and not paying attention to me or moving around or something, but I can get distracted. Okay. My policy when I get distracted is I usually just stop and look at you and wait until you quit. Okay. I don't call your name, don't call your parents down to come get you or anything else. I just look at you till you stop and then we go on with our business. Now, that creates a few problems because afterwards all these parents come to me <laughs> and they want to know, is that my kid? Okay, that's the rest of my policy is I never tell parents that. I, I don't divulge that. I deal with you first. You're grown up, you're, you're big enough to sit up here by yourself and all that, so I treat you like that. Uh, I'll come talk to you about it, that we're going to have to clean that up or we're going to have more troubles. Uh, if it happens again, same people involved, I will embarrass you somehow. I don't know how, but because it'll be whatever comes to mind at the moment, but you won't be happy. I've never had to do that. Uh, it always works just to talk to you about it, and we get straightened up, and sometimes two people find out they can't sit together. They need to separate uh, so they can do better and, and all that. But like I say, that's so rare that kind of embarrasses me to talk about it. It just doesn't happen around here. Uh, what, what I'm talking about is being able to separate that. Family camp's a real good example. Family camp, we go back and forth between playing and getting serious. And we all just kind of do it like that. There's hardly ever any overlap between them. Uh, we play hard when we're playing, then we have a devotional. We play some more maybe. We have a worship period. We have a class time. And we go back and forth real well. That's part of maturing. So uh, I don't, I, that's just part of growing up in the youth group. Now, once you get past that stage, I think there's one final stage that I'll mention. You've been kind of a baby and then maybe a toddler. Once you get mature, you start to think a whole lot more that this is not all about me. Okay? See, today for seventh graders, everything that was done was for you. Okay? Uh, the whole shebang, all the entertainment, all the older students helping you, getting to know you, all of that, all for you. As you grow in the youth group, you'll mature and you'll figure out, it's not all about me. And the things that the youth group does, that Toby has you do, reinforce that. Galatians 5.13, we're supposed to serve one another. Okay, 
That's why he does things like work camp and uh, soup kitchen and cleaning yards for members and uh, car washes and, and all that. That's reinforcing that Bible teaching and you start to learn this is not only good, this is fun. It's fun to serve others. There's a responsibility we have there, but there's a huge benefit that comes out of it. And you'll figure that out when you get to that point. Uh, you'll even go beyond that and figure that that's your main responsibility is do things for other people's goods more than your own. First Thessalonians 5.11, encourage one another. Build each other up. It's not all about you. Romans 12.10 says, count others better than yourself. That's part of growing up maturing. And I said these other folks could listen. Some of them ought to be listening to this. Because we've got some people that may not have gone through the youth group, but they hadn't matured where they think that way yet. They still think it's all about them. Need to grow up. Need to mature. Um You'll even get to the point where you figure out, i got to do things that I don't really want to do, that I don't really like doing. Now, you may learn to like them, or you may just figure out there's such a benefit to others from this that I got, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't feel like going to that, but it's good. I don't feel like going to that Devo, but the guy giving the Devo, man, I, I need to be there to support him. You start to think about doing things for others. Uh, sometimes I don't feel like preaching. Well, but I figure there's going to be a few people out here that expect something, so I show up. Well, I <laughs> give it a shot. You, you learn that as you mature. Uh, when you get to that level, then you start to be what a church ought to be. A church ought to be a good witness to others. People ought to see the church and see Jesus. And uh, our youth group does a great job of that. It's a process. You get better as you go along at it. Uh, you grow and mature as you get further in the youth group. All right, last thing let me tell you about what a youth group is. Uh, I've talked about being a small church with age restrictions. I've talked about it uh, being a, a place where you mature. Uh, a place where you uh, you have benefits and responsibilities. Fourth thing is it's a place where you prepare for life. Now it's part of you know it's in addition to what you get at home. It's in addition to what you get at school, uh, but it reinforces hopefully if you're getting good teaching there. Uh, it gives you a chance to learn things and mature that gets you ready for life. Okay, the things I was just talking about, it's not all about you, it's serving others, all of that. In life, there's two groups. In real life, there's people that have learned those things, that have learned that it's not all about them and they're supposed to serve others and they're supposed to submit to others and help and all that. There's those kind of people that have learned it and there's losers. That's what there is in real life. And the world, and our society especially, is full of losers, selfish brats that haven't ever 
learned that it's not all about them. And they think they're supposed to have fun. They think everybody's supposed to take care of them. They don't think they're supposed to serve anybody. They don't think they're supposed to build anybody else up. And I call them losers because those kind of people, almost without fail, they're, they're either unemployed or underemployed because that's what makes a good employee. Figuring out that you're here to serve. They're unemployed or underemployed. They almost always have unhappy marriages because that's what marriage is, is serving your spouse. They don't have many friends. They may have a few phony friends, but they they don't have any real deep friends because that's the key to having friends. So so all of these things that you're learning in the youth group, and I I know most of you are learning them at home too, and uh, I don't know if school reinforces them any or not, but uh, youth group really reinforces them, and that prepares you for life, gets you ready for life, makes you successful in life. Okay, Uh, last thing, let me just add this. Uh, What's a youth group? A youth group is all those things I talked about Small church with age restrictions, a way to mature, benefits, responsibilities, prepare you for life. But what the youth group really is, I want you to think about this, some of you seventh graders that are coming in. Youth group is an unbelievable opportunity. There aren't many kids in the world that have a youth group like Northside does where you can learn these things and have this many friends and have that much fun and all of that. You're, you're blessed to be in a really good youth group. So it's an opportunity, and you're either going to take that opportunity or you're not. You get to choose. Uh, I, every time I get a chance, I will encourage your parents to uh, help you participate, to get you to things, to make that a priority in your home life and all that. Uh, so I hope you have the opportunity to participate as much as possible, but you still get to choose. You decide you don't want to participate much, don't want to be there much. You're just throwing away that opportunity that lots of kids would kill for to be able to spend six years uh, with a youth group and the training and teaching that we've got around here. And all. It's a huge opportunity, and I hope you take advantage of it. And I believe from past history that the majority of you will. We've got a great... Uh, history and tradition of young people here going through the youth group and maturing, growing up, uh, becoming a great part of the the bigger church. So that's my message to seventh graders. If you're here this evening and need to respond to the Lord's invitation, we'd be happy to help you. Uh, You can put Christ on tonight in baptism, or there may be some here that need uh, prayers of this family or need to talk to the family about something. I'll be at the front here if you need to respond. Let's stand and sing. If you need to come, come.